You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. I don't know. At this point, I just kind of want an explanation as to there why no all of this expl- is happening. Well, I can give you the explanation. It's uh, that you're no. bonkers, I think. I, I hope that's not the real <laughs> reason, because I thought this would have ended a, a while ago. I thought this would be over with. But... Like, I can't even, I, I would not even be able to make up what the dream was about to, like, fully fit into this stuff, the weird stuff that's happening. Okay, I room. am intrigued, like, because I, I have no idea exactly what you're talking it's about. It's so frustrating. It's so frustrating. Also, there were two dreams. One of them, John Stamos was in. Hello, everyone. This is Fun Employment Radio. I'm Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X. Dillon. Thank you for tuning in today, <laughs> wherever. And however you're listening, it's so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network, then available via podcast all over the internet, wherever podcasts can be found. And thank you for finding What was us. amazing is when Greg said he had a dream about John Stamos, and then he looked at me and nodded. He's like, it's like in the, oh, it's, it's true. true. It's, it's true. true. John Stamos was like, in the dream. He's not kidding. He that had a dream about John Stamos. That one was kind of a side thing. It is just a bizarre night that I've had. I, it's all coming back to me now. It's all coming back to me. You know, so... It's it's you are nutty. I think it's making me insane because I feel like I got a full night's sleep, which I almost wish I hadn't because it was full of these two different dreams kind of running concurrently throughout the entire night. It's, so John Stamos was in your dream the whole night. John Stamos was in half of the night. Now was it young John Stamos, a la um, Full House mullet John Stamos, or like newer, rugged, like older, handsome? Well, John I Stamos? don't. A, I'm not going to describe John, Scam- John Stamos as older, rugged, handsome John Stamos in my dream. Do you think this dream. is the most anyone's ever said John Stamos in a podcast? Uh, the most we've ever said it on here. Yeah. No. I'd, he's come up before because Sarah Colonna has complained about the fact that he used to follow her and then one day he just unfollowed her and she's still upset about oh, it. Oh, yeah. I forgot. So she was there's, upset about that. that. All right. Well, anyway, uh, Fun Employment Radio. Do you want to remind you guys that, I guess this is appropriate for today, that we have a movie for sale at funemploymentradio.com slash store called Nightmare at Nibblers. It is the true ghost investigation of my house. It happened. It's whether you get to find out whether or not there are ghosts or whether I'm crazy. I'm starting to lean towards one right now. And unfortunately, it's, well, I'm not happy about either one of them. But at this point, I, I, need, to, I need to say what it is that happened just so I can get it out there. And I want to get feedback and I want to get opinions. Okay. Because I don't understand why it is. I don't understand the meaning of anything. The meaning of any of these dreams. Wow, it's like it's like blowing up your life. It really is. Like he, he, it's lost all meaning. It's frustrating, and it's very. It was kind of terrifying. So I, I feel like and, I and need I have to. to and honestly, like full disclosure, I have no idea what he's talking about. I know something yeah. weird happened at his house yesterday, I, and that's all I know. Well, it happened in my head, and that's that's the scariest part. That's the scariest place or in my house, sir. That's that's the place nobody wants to go. So, well, should we bring on our super secret why, guest? Why don't we before do you that? Talk about it because I he's he may have some opinions here on this, and and this is of course. The person who led the ghost investigation of my house. <laughs> Ladies and ghost gentlemen, super secret guest, Mr. Aaron Duran. Oh, my. The secret oh has been exposed. Greg Nibbler's head, the one room with which there are no hiding places. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. There we go. That's how we should have tagged that. Oh, well. Yeah. That was edgy. Unemploymentradio.com yeah. slash You should be like a writer. It's as if I should be a writer or something. <laughs> <laughs> I beat you to your own pun. Yay. Yay. All right. So I want to hear what... The crazy train is that's happening. First, in of all, really quick, head. I like your duck hunt shirt. Basically, thank you. I mean, it's not a duck hunt, but I want to point it's a light pretty, gun pretty at much. it. Pretty much, yeah. It's my blast it. Sarah it's my is, duck sweater. <laughs> you want to point a light at it and blast it? <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Yep, we'll just leave that one night. <laughs> I could have said a lot worse. Oh my god, you, you could have <laughs> and have. You could have. You could have done probably that. Probably will again. Yep, it'll have him. Sarah is wearing a shirt that does look like a duck hunt shirt. I don't. Is is that actually an officially licensed duck hunt? You know, shirt? I'm not sure. I got this uh, shirt at uh, Target. It is a sweater with for like a, six American dollars. It was like super uh, discounted. What a deal! And it's it a mallard you got on there. It's I a Drake, do, a Drake mallard. I do have a mallard on my sweater. Mm-hmm. The Drake's the male, Sarah. Mm-hmm. How do you They're know the, it's a male? The females are well. The females are brown. Yeah, only the male. Are pretty because they have to preen. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Yep. That's what With you got right there. You guys penises. are too much today. Let I... me just tell you behind the scenes. Aaron and Greg have been Don't babbling back and we'll forth. Talking. <sighs> I was down in the country over the weekend because I went down to the to the folks' place for Easter. And uh, let me just say, ducks are back. There, there was what about the beavers? Ducks. Well, the beaver, the beaver has okay. We want an update on this. Kind of wakes up. Yeah. Well, the problem is, you know, they try to well, they try to like <laughs> trap it. And get it out of there because uh-huh. it keeps cutting down the trees. You know, it keeps cutting down the damn trees. That's a problematic beaver. You know, it's not as big of a problem as the Aren't new trees. All? The new trees eat the duck <laughs> eggs. But this dang beaver, you know, they got rid of one of them. Now there's another one back there. It's down there in the pond cutting down the trees. Hard to say what to do about it. I mean, you can't shoot it. That's illegal. But trapping it, there's <gasps> there seems to be more unless and more of them. Unless it's coming right at you. Well, it's heading right for you. You don't. It was not shot. I'm saying you can't. Okay. Which is too bad. Sometimes accidents happen. But this one, uh, they're not in danger. Trust me. So this one, though, it's, it's it's been an issue down there at my parents' house. So there's a little update on that. It's okay. still there. Beaver's still cutting down trees, trying to figure out what to do about it. That Beavers dang. have just followed you your whole <laughs> That sounds weird. Well. But you going to OSU. Good for you, Greg. The- <laughs> yes. Yeah. Feeling a little better about myself now. <laughs> Followed by beavers. Yes. All right. So there we go. That's the update on that part. All right. The update with my head, I don't even know how to really begin into this other than just explain what it is that's been going on. And it's really been happening in the last couple of weeks. Now, I know I've also been I've had a good sizable head cold going on. It's starting Mm -hmm. to go away now. So I don't think that's really it. Um, I don't think head colds make you crazy. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think so. They (laughs) they make me annoyed when I can't breathe right. But, you know, that's that's something else. So. Here's here's what well what happened last week and I did talk about this on the show and I didn't want to talk about this and you kind of drug it out of me. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, ew. For anybody who hasn't seen, I got to give this quick little pre- prelude here just so for anybody who doesn't know about this about my house. I own a house in Southeast Portland. It's a two story house. I want to do basement. this down. It's got this breakdown sometime. You want to do the breakdown of yeah. what my house is like? I want to. Yeah, uh, Greg owns a house in Southeast Portland. Uh, he <laughs> he's lived there for about ten years, uh, and he lives upstairs in a converted attic. Mm-hmm. An attic, it's and finished. it has a finished converted attic. Uh, so he lives upstairs, and it has two little doors up there. Okay, that are used to be like storage. Door I'll take things. over from there. Okay, so there there are two little Jeez, access doors. I just wanted to doors. say converted attic. I'm sorry. Yes, it's, there there are two there are two small access doors, probably about two feet tall, that um, go yeah. into this extra area that was just never finished for the basement. There's like, you know, insulation attic. in there, and there's uh, it was clearly used door as floors. a door. Yeah, old oh, doors are used door as the floors, floors in this side because it's the doors are sl- those are creepy flung yeah. over the slats. You can't really fit the door through the little door. The do- the floor doors won't fit through the little door. That makes any sense. That means at all. they put somebody in there and then walled them up, and oh, then they the walled it up. Insane right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and this is real. You can look. You can watch at Nightmare at Nibblers. Yeah, it's, the, uh, the door available. floors are really freaky because all of the um, door They're handles really are ones. all removed, yeah. and so it's just all these like flat. They doors. They were used as as floorboards, is what they were done. Yeah, mm. and it was it's like the old thick. Doors from who knows whenever. Um, I love how every time I talk about my house too uh, in the live chat at funemploymentradio.com slash live, <laughs> our good, for, good buddy Keelan always pops in. Greg, we all know, we know 
Not everybody listening is you, Keelan. There are other people Much out like there. Much like Stan Lee said, Keelan, everyone's first comic could be their first comic. <laughs> so everyone's episode of Fun and Plum Radio could be their first episode. It could episode. be their first. It's true. Maybe someone's hearing it for the first time right now. They're like, holy shit, he has door floors in his attic? Yeah. 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 Floor. F- yeah, door floors. Door floors. Door floors. <laughs> there we go. Wow. If I didn't sound crazy we yet, wait till I keep getting go- going on it. All right. You can see all that on Nightmare at Nibblers, uh. funemploymentradio.com slash store. <laughs> so anyway, in this last week, uh, there has been some odd things. Now, one of the little doors, and it's true, it, it sounds like I'm making it up, there is a little door, and I have a dresser in front of it because it opens on its own, and I don't like that, and it bothers me, and it kind of creeps me out, so I put a dresser in front of it so it can't swing open, and this and isn't like an attic where there's a window or something that's blowing right. it ajar. Like, it's, the, and it's having, sealed. No. And having been up there, it's not because it's an old house and maybe it settles and the door just opens, because the door has a, it closes. Yeah, and it's like a fairly – it's a newer door. Like it like has that. a closing mechanism. It's not like a, just a piece of wood yeah. flush with the wall. Like yeah. it just kind of goes <laughs> and opens. Yeah, it it, it does. <laughs> I, I like to attribute that to, yes, the old house. I'm just going to say that. I'm going to say that because that sounds good in my mind. Mm-hmm. It sounds good in my head, and that way I just don't have to think about it. Um, and, and now – so that, that happens. And then I – so I put the dresser in front of it. So it's a big, you know, I don't, I don't know, but it's a dresser. It's a dresser drawers. Like a cedar dresser. Yeah, exactly. And so it covers up that door. There's a little bit of a gap there. And what happened last week was, and this is what I didn't want to say on the show, is I woke up and I, it was like I was kind of asleep, but I was starting to come out of sleep. Like, you know, that sleep where you're just not quite fully mm-hmm. asleep. You're aware yeah. of your surroundings, but you're also slowly starting to drift off. And I was at that point, and I started hearing this banging coming Jesus. from the wall next to me. And I was conscious enough to know it was coming from my left, which is where that was, where, where, that, that where the door would be in yeah. my room, uh, where it would be positioned. And I was hearing it, and I'm like, okay, that's, that's annoying, that's annoying, that's annoying. And then I was slowly coming more and more awake, till finally I'm like, I'm, I'm wide awake. And I'm like, wait a minute, that's the door. That's, there's only one thing that could be. Oh my god! And so so it knocking happened. at the door. So it was what it sounded like was the door being pushed against the dresser. So like the door hitting oh. the back door of the door being shoved because it can't be opened because it hits the dresser. Right. And that's what it sounded like. And I, I'm telling you, I was awake for the last little bit of it. I can't explain it, you know. And if it was in my head, that's really scary because I was awake for the end of that thing, and it got, <laughs> like woke me up out of my sleep, and then it, then it just stopped. So do you think it was like Aaron actually brought up a good point? Was it knocking maybe, or did it sound like no? It sounded like it was being pushed. Like it was being pushed. It sounded like it was being pushed. How big is the gap again between Uh, between the little door and the dresser? Oh, good question. Um, I don't know, an inch or two. So enough that it can make a decent sound if it's clunk, if someone's hitting it. Yeah, I mean oh it wouldn't take God. much to make a noise against that because it's wood on wood. So because anything that could be living up wood on I'm wood. Try and be in your corner here, Greg. Yes, for a little bit. Okay. Anything that could be living up there, say like a, a rat or a mouse, mm-hmm. like they sure. could hit the door once, but then they'd get out the moment it was open. Yeah, they wouldn't just repeat it. It wouldn't do just it. keep right. repeating it. Yeah, yeah, no. It, it and you would kept... hear if it was like a raccoon up in there. Yeah. Yo, yeah, if there was a raccoon, I would know. I, I don't see any way well, one could get in. Well, it's probably a demon. I can't say it oh can't gosh. happen. Like, what else could know, be? What I, I don't think it, it was. There is no logical explanation. I mean, well, there has to be. I don't know. I, I don't know. I'll say this, I have not uh, taken back that dresser and gone back in there, because hell no. Any more sightings of the little boy? <sighs> okay, let me get to where, 
<laughs> Sarah and I just lit up. Well, uh, there's and there's, guys, Greg does not fake this. I, I, he, I, has, I he has. I think Barney dreads Mondays when he has a bad sleeping because he knows mm. Sarah and I are going to pull it out of him. Yep. I swear I don't want to talk about it honestly because it makes me sound insane, and I know. But I mean, Greg, I don't know. Maybe this stuff happens to other people, insane. and they just don't talk about it. There you no, go. So I'm going to talk about it. I'm, ta- I'm, I'm making that in my head. That's what it is. I'm talking for other people who can't talk about their crazy things. Okay. Here's what. <laughs> And and also, I did say that I had a cold. I haven't been taking any cold medication other than Advil, so I'm not like Nyquil and that kind of stuff. If I ever do take that, I basically have to have the entire next day off because it just makes me loopy forever. <laughs> so I, I can't take that. I love our friend Bean in the chat said because I'm, I'm trying to ask about the possible outcomes. If it's like if it's not a demon, what is it? She said, <laughs> raccoons or demons. There is no in between. No, that's that's <laughs> pretty yeah, much that's it. it. Yeah, that's, it. Yeah. that's all it can be. Scientifically, it just Science. can't be anything else. <laughs> so let me go through what. My dreams were last night, and then I'll Are talk about what happened. One? And then I'll talk about what happened in the middle of the night. Okay, well, here's the thing. This this <laughs> might take me a minute to like lay the stage of this. It was a very elaborate dream. Okay. Okay, so I had my own like little like. Um, have you ever seen those um, like condos by the river? That are, that are right on a river, like a river town, where you have a condo and it's like smack right next to one, kind of like a row house, yeah. only on a river. This yeah. is where I was living. I was living in a row house where, you know, you share the wall with the other house on either side. Okay. And there Sounds was- nice. And in front That's of the- quite pleasant. Mm-hmm. In front of the house was just a wood dock that ran the length, like a boardwalk. Oh. And so I lived in one of these row houses. Dream Greg has money. Yeah. yeah. Dream Greg is rich as fuck. Dream Greg was doing okay. <laughs> but, it was, but it wasn't really in- I don't, it wasn't set in current day. It was not in current day. I don't know when it was, but people in the dream were dressed, I would say, I swear I'm not making this up. Sorry, go ahead. Let me, let me just say, so they they were dressed probably in like uh, 1900s style, early 1900s. You and the damn 1900s people. Um... No, he does remember, that's what he's dreamt about before, like the night, like old timey families. Maybe it's your mob, your mob, your mob obsession. That's well, kind of the heyday of like how they used to dress, and there wasn't any mob stuff going on in this. I mean, so <sighs> this is so weird. I sound so crazy. All right, there are two parts of this dream. So just imagine this is the world. That's the world that I'm living in, and that row house. That's my house. Okay. So that's where the basis for both of these two different dreams. Okay. They happen in this same world. In a world, steampunk condo, Greg. Go. Okay, yeah, kind of, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and I knew my neighbors on either side. The way John, the, what started happening was body parts started <laughs> showing up on the docks. So you'd wake up, like you go through a normal day. Like I would go through whole days, like walking around and I, had, I knew my neighbors on either side, except two houses down was where John Stamos lived. And, and there were body parts that would like, like, like somebody was killing people. Yeah. Like the murdering and cutting up their body parts. And it would, this is very disturbing because there were like body parts showing up on the dock in the morning and nobody could identify who they you were. You dream a lot around the devil in the White House era. Uh, I know what you're talking about. Yes, that I, uh, what was his name? Um, the America's first yeah, serial the killer, who, really. The guy who built the hotel with trap doors and murder rooms. And, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, because you have that book, don't you, Greg? I do. Yeah, actually, yeah. I, I believe book. listener Chris gave that to me, and yeah, it's a, it's a great book. Um, fascinating. That guy was a horrible, horrible person. Well, this is what happened. So this is part of it. The, these body parts kept showing up. Nobody knew who was doing it. Nobody have you been knew who watching Dexter him. or anything? I, you know, and it's possible that's that could be from that. 
it's possible. Because yeah, I just started rewatching it, and that's and I, I did see I part of one not very long ago, so that could be what it is. That could be where. Oops, I'm sorry. Lift my phone off. Um, but what happened with this side story? This is only one of the side stories from this night. And what happened is this kept happening. And John Stamos, my neighbor, in the dream, I can't explain this one at all. I have no idea. If somebody can please explain this to me, why John please Stamos do. is in your dream? Why John Stamos was in my dream, and these body parts kept showing up, and it just kept happening. And the whole the whole town was a Twitter. You know, it was a, what it was a small town. What kind of body parts? Like chopped up arms and legs and pieces of people. Oh, yeah. okay. It was very disturbing. And what happened, though, is it kept on going on and on. And then slowly everybody started noticing they kept showing up outside of John Stamos's door. <laughs> <laughs> and then finally somebody, somebody started putting two and two together and started asking John Stamos. And all he would do is just sit there and smile and be like, no, uh-uh, no, I didn't do it. No, I didn't do it. I've, keep in mind, I've never met John Stamos. I don't think about John Stamos ever. Never said his name this, this many times. It's so odd that you're talking about this because I just watched a Lifetime movie where he's uh, accused of murder and yeah. uh, he plays a preacher in it. Really? And John Stamos, yeah, it's like everyone. I can assure you, what I have not John seen Stamos that. was this? Uh, I don't know. He's always looked the same. He didn't have the mullet. That's no, the he only looks difference. looks a lot better now. Okay, I don't know. I don't know. Generally, within dreams, if you dream about a celebrity, it's because you are seeking inspiration in your regular life. <laughs> Shockwave in the chat says, well, I know why John Stamos is in my dreams. I'll just assume it's the same reason. <laughs> I mean, okay, and so also inspiration, you, and also, sure, I want his career. Oh, yeah. Also, you might be reflecting on the fact that didn't a Netflix rumor about them bringing back a, a full house reunion? Yeah. Could like be. Like doing a little short reunion Could be top show. of maybe, mind. Maybe that's tying in. Mm-hmm. So, okay, it's maybe. you handpicked John Stamos out of the entire cast, though. <laughs> I did not I handpick pick. anyone. <laughs> well, me too. This is in the dream. So anyway, it turns out, as this went on and on, um, Everybody kind of got together and figured out it was John Stamos that was killing people and chopping them up. And then uh, once he was found out, he just left. He, like, ran away and everybody was trying to look for him. Uh-oh. That's one side of the dream. So that's the smaller side of the dream that happened over Very this. Very troubled okay. John Stamos. Here's the other side of the dream that happened last night. So this is also in the same world, leaving the same row house. I went to it with with a couple of friends. Um, I went to a... Kind of a, a mausoleum, but it, it's it's uh, what's the word I'm looking for? So it's it's like those the very fancy mausoleum houses people will buy at cemeteries and then put their entire family in there. Yeah, okay, yeah. Would that a be crypt. a mausoleum? Like a, a crypt? crypt? Yeah, crypt yeah. would be the right word, I yeah. guess. Yeah. So it's it's a place kind of like in a, in New Orleans, and this place was kind of New Orleans ish, and it was one of those where there was a whole bunch of those on this property. It was it was a cemetery with a whole bunch of these crypts mm-hmm. where okay. people put their entire families in. But here's the catch. Um, I was with these friends, and they insisted upon the fact that we stay in the crypt. And you could do that at this place. You could, you could, not really illegally, but you could go in there and sleep in the crypt. Yeah. Uh. And you would throw down like a sleeping bag and sleep in the crypt. And this was a desirable thing. So it was this one friend's former like relatives, and he wanted to sleep in the crypt with them. And I had to go along with it. And I don't know why I had to go along, but I really didn't have a choice. Mm-hmm. And so what happened is at night, this uh, the guy who was like the uh, ran the cemetery came around and he closes the door and locks you in. So you're stuck in there. And I lay down on one side next to uh, somebody. It was a, it was a woman. I knew that a dead woman. And I had to Jesus lay down next Christ. to this person. And then the other people laid around. It was like a kind of a big room big one-story room, and they laid down next to the other 
bodies, and I had to stay in there. And then at night, again, this is what happened in my dreams. They locked you, and what if you had to go to the bathroom? I, I don't know. I, that, that Luckily, that didn't come up in the, in the dream. <laughs> um, God, I hope that certain people don't hear this show. So anyway, it, Wait, it, who'd be afraid I of I don't this? know, because I just sound so insane. Yeah, all dreams are insane. You're fine. So... Hmm. So during the night with this, you know, I'm trying to go to sleep and I don't want to be in there. I don't want to be there at all. But this person wants to be there because this is his deceased family. And this is really morbid. I, I know. I know. And so so what happened, though, is during the night, of course, ghosts started showing up. So I was sitting next to this dead woman's slat they were uh-huh. like the bodies were laid out on slats and i was on the ground oh, you next could to see it. the decomposing body yeah you could see the bodies oh, oh yeah the bodies were that. just laying out sorry oh, so they weren't like bodies like in like in sarcophagi or like this you know no the bodies were like just they laying do out in every other crypt i'm sorry yeah the, no the bodies were laying out on slats like metal like uh, not metal were they all like old uh, and cement withered? slats that oh, were kind a... of made up like a bed almost but they were just laying on these things oh. that's like old school european crypts then yeah yeah yeah, so the bodies were laid up on there, and there was like a frilly, like thing the bodies were laid on, but and and they were like skin and bones, you know, they weren't recent. But in the dream, I'm sitting there and I'm laying next to this person and this woman, uh, and my friends are asleep across the room, and this ghost of a woman starts staring at me, and and she was really annoyed that I was sitting next to her, and wanted me to get up and move. Hmm. And and. To didn't know who I was because I wasn't one of the relatives, and I swear to you, this is what my dream was. So I don't know. I know it sounds like I'm making all this stuff up, but this is what the dream was. And mm-hmm. I don't know how to explain it. So that's that's kind of where it went. And this woman was just annoyed with me all night and trying to like. I wasn't terrified, but I didn't like it. Like she didn't want me next to her bed, and that's what the dream was. And so that kind of went on all night until it became morning when I could finally leave. And I just, they unlocked it and I just ran out. So I had to be there all night. That in was my dream. dream. In my dream. In my dream, I was stuck there, in there. And my friends wouldn't wake up because they didn't want to go anywhere. They were very happy to be there, sleeping on the other end of the and room. And this is all connected into one shared universe, basically. You went from yeah. your, your old-timey quasi-steampunk condo on the river with John <laughs> Stamos murdering people and throwing their body parts. And then yes. when you wrapped up that... Your buddy showed up and basically said, hey, Greg, let's go sleep in my friend's crypt. And you went, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I didn't say, okay, I didn't want right. to, but I went. Yeah. I went. So that was, that, was, <laughs> that was the dream. So when you woke up in the morning in the dream and mm-hmm. you got it unlocked and you mm-hmm. left, and is, this... that, is that when you woke up? Um, that's essentially, yeah. But, I mean, I don't remember what happened after that other than, than running away. I ran off it because it was like a field next to it, and I ran out into the field, and I just kind of ran out. So I didn't want to be around there anymore. Hmm. What do you think, Aaron? That woman didn't like me. Wait, what woman didn't like you? Well, the the, the dead the woman I was sleeping woman. next to. Yeah, I, I'm not saying Eunice. I I don't know. Was I it an older woman? Uh, well, dream? it was a dead woman. So I don't know <laughs> okay. how. Old, oh, okay, okay. Honestly, I don't know how old she was. I mean, she was. Was the ghost? Did the ghost look like her body? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, so it was mm-hmm. all withered. And, yeah, uh huh. Scraggly hair on it, and. Yeah, that sounds like terrifying. talking to me, like get away, know, get man, away from me, I mean, get away from me. Who are you? You know, stuff like that. I I don't mm. know. I'm just telling you that's what the dream was. I again, I want to emphasize this. I, I know it sounds like I'm like, making this shit up, but I swear to you. I swear, I feel like elements of your house are influencing your subconscious. <sighs> I I don't know. I don't know. 
Do you think that he might have like a body in his house somewhere? <laughs> like quite honestly, I mean, look, if he's having a dream about someone saying they don't like to sleep next to him and he's always bothered when he's sleeping. Have you ever like fully investigated like inside of all the little doors and the walls and everything? Or, you know, I wonder. Uh, with, I like, mean, I'd have to cut into walls to get to all of it. With the variety of listeners your show has, mm-hmm. I wonder if somebody either is or knows someone that has one of those those ground sonar machines that you can just drag over the ground and it pings like 30 feet down. Oh, and it'll, yeah. And it'll it bounce shows you back it, any yeah. solid objects. Huh. And the guy's like, well, that's a giant rock or, hey, that's a tree. But that form there, that's that could be something. And then you decide if you want to dig for it or not. Okay. Yeah, I mean, if somebody does have something like that, I would be, I would be, I, I, I your house maybe. is just weird, man. I, I mean, shorter. See, this is the thing: is it the house or time, is it me? Shorter spending more time, really, like the stuff we did for Nightbird Nibblers. That was almost like just kind of scratching the surface. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I feel like one day you've got to let us in with like a full team, like the whole shebang, mm. and just go to it. I don't know. This is very odd. I mean, it, that's what the dream was. So, again, like I, I, I don't know about the haunted well, thing. If that ties in, how it's always a woman in your dreams too, and it's always or an the older woman or the little boy. It's always the older woman or the little boy. But the older woman's always angry at you, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. She's the, the, the older woman hasn't you. been around in any dream, not for a while. And then the little boy, little boy. Yeah, he'll show up every now. Does and he then. have those weird black eyes? Um, the little boy, I've never seen his face. Oh. What? It's, yeah, I, I've never really seen his face. It's blurry. That's okay. just fucking terrifying. That's not uncommon, though, when you hear these stories. His face is blurry? Yeah, yeah I, I can't details. really see it. I know it's a Caucasian child. I know he's white. Uh, well, it is a house in Portland. It, yeah, I mean, that's so even, uh-huh. probably safe I mean, to say. Even in the afterworld. Come on, let's be reasonable. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. So. <laughs> I think that's really I don't like that blurry face thing. Well, when I've had dreams about that, yeah, the, the little boy, um, he stands at the end of the bed or end of the stairs and then walks around, which I know how creepy this is that I have a little boy in my dream. No, but it's like <laughs> this kid that shows up and he just like stares at me and then wants to play. And so this, uh, I, fuck it. All right. If I'm just going down the full crazy thing. Go down the, cra- the crazy. Look, train's I, coming I to hate pick you these up. shows. Let me just say this for everybody out there. Seriously, this takes a lot out of me to actually talk about this stuff because I know how insane it sounds. So I hope there's people are finding some value in this. But this is honestly, I swear, what I dream about and what happens. So I'm putting it out there. Look at how flustered he is, Aaron. Yeah, because I'm not happy about talking about this because it really does make me sound crazy. And I don't. You act like, like we're holding that. a gun to your head. No, I. Fine, that I will never talk no, about. No, I want to hear about it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, believe no. me, I just said I'm doing this for everyone else because it's. I'm gonna have. I don't like, have no idea. I have no desire to talk about it. We don't ever have to talk about this again. On no, the I'm gonna show. have terrifying dreams from now on of people with blurry faces. That's the scariest thing. Oh, that's that like said. the squiggly eye ghosts in the heart shaped <gasps> box. Oh, I forgot about those. I don't. All right, just go down the crazy train, Greg. We're all on board with you. Choo choo. Um. Okay. Well. <laughs> Here's what uh, here's what happened. How I was I, I did wake up in the middle of the night at one point, and that's what I I didn't bring up before, um, because I woke up to a uh, it seemed like somebody standing right on my right, and you know how you feel like when on somebody's your right? yeah on my right hand so side that's towards, towards, your, towards the stairs going towards back the stairs yeah, and they. Uh, 
felt you ever get you know that feeling when you know like somebody's standing over you? Oh yes. Oh. No, no. I grew up with that. Remember I told you a story about my sister? Mm-hmm. She'd always want to call oh, yeah, me back with a big brother and she'd stand there for hours. She wouldn't just wake me up. She'd yeah. just stare at me. So I woke up to someone um I heard the words, I need water. That's what I heard like saying to me. Now keep in mind I did not need water like a boy? myself. Yeah. I need water. Your little boy's back. And I woke up and it was enough. It was loud enough, like either in my head or whatever Ah. it was. Loud enough, I sat up and I'm like, what? And then I realized, I'm like, oh. And I went back to sleep. Now, how loud were you when you said what? Like, what? Maybe you're so. Can your roommates hear you downstairs when you're that loud, you think? Um, No, not really, huh? (laughs) Sleep to sleep with the dead. Yeah, they, well, I mean, it'd be, there's a lot of walls and... Yeah, I guess that's true. There's yeah. kind of so like roundabout-y. Yeah, if I, no, if I right. yelled loud, You've like, be screamed, loud. yeah. Oh, no, that's true. I was just you can hear nothing up there. No one can hear you from miles around. <laughs> John uh, says, at some point, Greg will just disappear, and when Sarah goes to find him at his home, there will just be fingernail scrape marks on the floor going toward the little door in the attic. Yeah. Greg will never seen, be seen again by humans. In Greg's attic, no one can hear you scream. <laughs> Anyway, that's Wait, what so you it was. heard a little boy's voice say, I, get me some water? I need water. I need water? I need water. That's really... I don't wonder why it's an elderly woman and a little boy, and it's just in your attic. And I that spot know, at your attic, that's... Uh, I'm trying to think your layout. That's still kind of over your old studio space. Yeah. Uh, maybe... Yeah, kind maybe. of. It's not, you know... Kind not of. really, not, though. I guess. No, that's actually... You know, the more I think about it, I don't think it was a young woman that we heard it could have been a in the boy. studio. I yeah. think it was a little boy that said hi. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was I recorded think all you on have... audio back when the studio was yeah. in my house. I think you have... I love this name's Eunice. Eunice <laughs> and then the blur face boy. Blur boy? Mm. Anyway, that was my night last night, so... That was last night? That was last that night. Was... That was all last night. All of that. All of that happened. And I know last we, night. we can bring in a really good crew. Well, there's already a video people need to watch, and that's Nightmare at Nibblers. <laughs> it needs so, a sequel. <laughs> that, well, that people... needs to sell a few more before we do anything like that. So, Nightmare at Nibblers, funemploymentradio.com slash store. People are speculating about the little boy and the older woman. Uh, Tony says, little boy uh, maybe fell down the stairs and broke his neck because the older woman pushed him. <laughs> you always hear the little maybe. boy on the stairs, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I love how matter of fact you are. It's, this is terrifying. Yeah. I mean, some of this stuff I'm just used to. Was I mean, it the little kid's I've, voice? I've long water. ago. Uh, it, it was a younger voice, yeah, for yeah, sure. Okay. I need water. And you still have the Ouija board in your house? <sighs> yeah, goddammit. I keep forgetting to get rid of that thing. <sighs> Gotta get that shit out of the house. Um, well, now it's bonded. It's just gonna find its way back. Yeah, the stairs up to the room, there's always noise on the stairs, but I just assume that's the house settling. It's an old 1907 house. So I just kind of put that into my mind. And also the uh, door. At the bottom of the stairs into where the kitchen is. That, Edward has that good, opens on its own. Edward is siding with Aaron, saying that we need to do another one because he is saying, you know, sometimes sequels encourage sales of the original. It is true. <laughs> nightmare <laughs> Nibblers 2. Uh, the Nightmare Continues. Uh, yes. Can it be, please be called The Nightmare Continues? We're not doing yeah. it. This is way ahead of ourselves <laughs> here. We'll do this on like a found footage thing. We'll just put cameras. That's what we need to do. We need to just put cameras up in Greg's room. Oh. No, I don't. A, I don't want a reality show in my room. Don't you? 
<laughs> David in the chat says, 1907, how much longer does the house need to settle? Longer. Longer, David. <laughs> always settling. Well, it's always settling because it's clearly over unmarked graves. And there's little hollow points. And as people decompose, just kind of... There were no... I don't believe any other houses where, where it was built. Uh, there weren't because we've researched that. Yeah, because it was standalone, right? Yes. Yeah. We've looked into that before. Yeah, that was... Uh, on the outskirts. This was the whole thing we realized that it might have been like destiny drawing into that house since there was a time where there were descendants of the Nibblers that used to come down from Somehow, Idaho. Somehow, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah, because yeah, Aaron found that without him even knowing that you had uh, descendants from Idaho. <laughs> yeah. well, no, I know I have. No, you know Idaho, I did. No, know. you knew it. Aaron didn't know Yeah. That was a fun show. Alex in the chat says, I'll pay an extra six ninety nine a month for a reality show. I don't think you really want to. I don't think I'm that exciting to... I don't know. You, maybe I'm more Craig exciting than I realize. You shooting up in the middle game. of the night saying, no, what? I mean, yeah. that's, that's what I can tell you what the reality show would have been of Greg this past weekend. It would be his fucking virtual reality show. Greg had that thing strapped to his head every time I saw him because Greg, um, did we talk about this on Friday? Yeah. Yeah. Virtuosity. Yeah. <laughs> so Greg actually had this thing, uh, had some people over on Friday and we went over there and there was a virtual reality party where we all got to like see through the thing. Yeah. But Greg did not take that off of his face like, that, the whole time. Can that plug into a game system? Uh, no. Oh, but it has games on it. what that means. If you oh, could have plugged it into your system. Pirate, if I could be a pirate on it. Yeah. Yeah, that would be pretty awesome. <laughs> Is that your dream to be a pirate? Yes. I couldn't. It makes me. And maybe John Stamos would be your first mate. <laughs> well, back to the reality show. People are saying I could have a live cam on the Method Manor next door. Yeah, see, there's so I many options have... here. Rick says, uh, "Rick uh, for the Nightmare Nibblers too. They want water." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Nightmare at Nibblers too. They thirst. Ew. The thirst. The thirst. Or the thirst. No. All right. Or, enough of this. Let's get on to a different let topic. Let me out. Let's do oh, some God. world of crazy or ball talk. Water. Every door leads to a new floor of danger. Let's, oh. too. let's change the thirsting. Let's change <laughs> the topic. Doors on the floors. All right, let's watch. Let's do something else. I've I've had enough. This is making me uncomfortable now. I'm uncomfortable. But to, with this. Let me just ask just one question, ah! Aaron. just to Aaron. I'm just asking why why would a, something ask for water? I don't know. It's re, uh, it's replaying. It, it might be feeling comfortable around Greg because when we did the, you know, we had the Ouija session. Mm-hmm. I think whatever I think the boy is actually very comfortable with Greg and trusts Greg mm-hmm. and is now opening up to Greg more. So asking him to help him, like get him some water. Mm-hmm. Greg has like this blank look on his face right now. I'm, I've done enough. I, I don't want to give away much. what happened on the Ouija I, like, session. Got it all out there. I said yeah. it all. Now I feel uncomfortable with it. I, I don't want to talk about it anymore. It is makes me ball, uncomfortable. Does that ball still bounce down the stairs sometimes? Uh, no, no. What ball? Remember the little playing ball that he said has gone down the stairs before? Oh, yeah. yeah. That, I mean, I don't even know where that is. That's just honest. gravity. Yeah. And the house settling. Right. The house settled. The house Always settling. The house That's all that and is. then the gravity pulled the ball down the stairs. It's just the yeah. house settling. Mm hmm. Fact. Fact. Oh, hello, my friends. My name is Sarah X. Dillon. <laughs> Welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. Uh, first up. You know what? I just uh, are you guys fans of uh, April Fool's Day? Um, to an extent. I mean, I like like little mundane pranks, but I mean, sometimes people just try to take it too far. 
Yeah. Including this woman out of Richburg, uh, South Carolina. A South Carolina woman is facing charges uh, after she decided it would be a good idea to pull an April Fool's Day joke on her daughter when she ran into a bank by saying that the bank was in the middle of a robbery and there was a gun pointed at her. (laughs) Uh, Multiple media organizations reported that 55-year-old Laurel Coleman, so this woman's old enough to know better, she was charged with a breach of peace after a private joke went wrong. So Coleman called her daughter from inside of a First Citizens Bank branch in Richburg to say there was a man with a gun holding up the tellers and demanding money. Who would think that's a joke? This wo- <sighs> this 55-year-old dumbass woman did. <laughs> so, it should be funny. Yeah. Uh, so she told so she texted her daughter uh, called her daughter and said that there was a man inside uh, demanding money and then hung up the phone and the daughter immediately called 911 to report a crime in progress, which is the right thing to do. Yeah. Although why wasn't Okay, never mind. Just keep going. Well, I guess near the end of the call, uh, the daughter was talking to the dispatcher. Like, as she was talking to her, she received a text from her mother that said, April Fool's Day. Uh, Deputies did not find it amusing. They had already surrounded the bank with guns drawn, thinking there was a bank robbery in progress. Yeah, so now she uh, has been arrested for breach of peace. Wow. 55 years old. Did you hear about the BMW dealership in Auckland, New Zealand? Mm Mm-mm. I guess every year... They put an ad out in their paper as an April Fool's joke. And it says, clip this out. Clip this ad out. If you're the first, you know, for April Fool's, clip this out and be the first person in our dealership in the morning with this coupon. And we'll give you a free whatever year, like 2000, this year, 2015 BMW, like M5 or whatever. Mm -hmm. I guess they've been doing this for like 10 years and everyone just assumes it's a joke. Because they list it as an April Fool's joke. and, And then it's a regular ad. Well, apparently this year, this like woman has got a shitty car. Like, clipped it out, walked down to the dealership. She was there before they opened, standing outside. They open, and they're like, can I help you? And she's like, yeah. She hands it over. And she says, I'd like to see Tom, please. Because it says, ask for Tom. Uh-huh. She says, ask for Tom. And they went, huh. No one ever took this seriously. You win. Oh, my and they God. Gave her, they gave her a brand new BMW. And I guess they're not going to do it ever again. Wow. But it took like wow. 10 years for someone to go like, fuck it. I'm showing up. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, they um, actually gave her a yeah, they BMW. gave her a brand new car. Yeah. Damn, that's awesome. <laughs> wow. Oh, cool. I know, yeah, that's they're like, amazing. Yeah, they're, and now they're like, well, okay, we're never doing it again now. Like, someone <laughs> finally called us it. on our joke. Okay. <laughs> oh, I want a BMW. Me too. <laughs> Me too. Uh, next up out of Oklahoma, a package containing an Easter Bunny doll was seized this past weekend after it was found to contain uh, $30,000 worth of meth inside. An Easter bunny was packed full of... How much meth? $30,000 worth of meth. Wow. Yes. Uh, How much meth is that, though? I I don't know. Well, I can tell you how much it is because it classily puts it as two condoms full of meth. That's $33,000 worth of meth? $30,000 worth of meth. So uh, the stuffed Easter bunny had a hole in its bottom uh, where two condoms full of meth had been inserted. The meth weighed one pound. So I guess one pound of meth is... $30,000. $30,000. Now it makes a lot more sense what Walter White did. Okay. Yes. <laughs> a woman named Carolyn Ross has been arrested for the crime, and she admitted that she, in fact, did put the drugs inside of the Easter Bunny. She said she was supposed to send them to someone so they could redistribute them. So I don't know if she put her uh, her return address on there or what, but they were able to figure out who was sending it. <laughs> uh, so the police chief wow. was able to figure out that there was meth inside of the bunny um, because narcotic dogs, or a police dog, a narcotic sniffing dog, that's, yeah, that's it, right? That's right. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Uh, smelled Sniffing the package. Thought narcotic it was, dog of. I don't know, floor doors? Dog of. Door floors. Narcotic, narcotic sniffing. sniffing. Yes. Sure. All right. <laughs> what is? 
Uh, so after they had unwrapped the bunny, uh, the police chief said the Easter bunny was uh, very stra- felt strange to the touch. So that's why he knew that there were drugs inside of it. Why does the Easter bunny sound like uh, Bill Compton? I know. <laughs> Everything the Easter bunny like. felt strange to the touch. <laughs> the Easter bunny felt strange to the okay. touch. Okay. So when okay. the chocolate melted in my hands, I felt a I weird am, surge. I am vampire. You are human. I am vampire. You are human. God, when True Blood was Suckle good, it was bunny. so good. It was never good. Both times. It was amazing. Both times. Yeah. Good, right. So good. <laughs> Nothing's ever going to top Play to AIDS, which was like the third episode. Wait, what? I don't know what that when is. When What's-His-Name, when he's serving at the bar, and they know, like, the two guys know he's gay, and they're making all these jokes, he just walks up, and says, fuck you, here's a Play to AIDS, and throws it in their oh face. Oh, my God. That, I was like, this show's never going to top the scene. I'm out. <laughs> a plate of AIDS. A plate of AIDS. I was like cashing out. You're I, you know what? I, I committed. I watched that thing all the way through God to the, the last shitty episode. I started hearing reports about fairy vaginas, and I was like, what the hell? Oh, God. At least it started to not take itself very seriously. All right. Anyway, enough about True Blood. (laughs) Uh, This is in Seattle, and I'm sure that this is probably going to start happening other places. Uh, So I think I talked about this at some point last year, how they were speculating that they were going to start doing this, but now they actually are. So there's a company in Seattle that can actually DNA test dog poop. To see which yes. dogs are pooping in whose yards, apartments, etc. So frustrated dog, uh, frustrated with dog owners who refuse to clean up after their pets, an increasing number of apartments in Seattle are opting for DNA testing to identify culprits. So this company is called BioPet Vet Lab. Uh, it's providing so this thing is called. I remembered this specifically. It's uh, poo prints. So uh, they have testing kits, and what they do when somebody actually rents the apartments and they have an animal, they'll test the DNA so they have it on file. So that if somebody's dog is shitting everywhere, they can attach it to your dog. Is that like required Damn. when you rent from the place? That's part of the rental contract? Um, it says, I guess, uh, in this rental like you pr- contract, You must submit it your is. dog for a DNA. Yeah. A property wow. manager at the Potala Village Apartments uh, said that there's poop all over the place. I mean, that's uh, got to be a real problem if it's getting to that, you would think. Like, somebody's really letting their dogs just, like, shit that's everywhere. Nuts. Well, he's saying there's poop inside of the elevators and the carpeted hallways oh. up on the roof. And people just aren't picking it up. So that's why since uh, February of 2014, any tenant that moves into their building, which is going to start uh, to be a lot of places in Seattle, uh, has to pay a one-time fee of twenty nine ninety five for DNA testing if they wow. have an animal. So, uh, so far, the DNA test has been used in nearly a thousand places across the country, and it's especially popular in Miami, Dallas, Los Angeles, and other large cities. Don't know if it's in Portland yet. And then there's a whole bunch of weird information about uh, poop facts. Okay. Which I don't I, I don't know why. <laughs> All right, Seattle has 50 por- 50% more dogs than kids. One study said the average dog poop weighs one third of a pound and the dogs in the, and uh, are responsible, responsible for about 268,000 pounds of it's droppings a-, a day. All right, we'll just move on from that one. And I do have one final story, Greg, and it reminded me of you and it kind of touches on something that we've been talking about today. Okay. So a lot of people speculate as to whether or not their houses are haunted or not. Well, a new study has now come out linking indoor air quality with ghost sightings. So they're saying, yeah, so that might be something inside of your house and not a ghostly entity. So here's the story. Uh, Ghostbusters at Clarkson University in New York are investigating the link between indoor air quality and ghostly sightings. So uh, one of the big things that does this is toxic mold which can trigger psychosis that might cause you to see and hear things that aren't actually there. Well, this doesn't fucking make me feel better in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> but you might not You're be either ha- insane, 
your or house your is haunted. Mold. Let's or add in being, another thing into it. Or you're it. being poisoned. The more sensitive my one stable thing I have in the financial ruin that is my life that I know I've got that I can always back up on and save myself is please go to funemploymentradio.com slash store and buy a copy of Nightmare at Nibblers <laughs> and pick up a hat while you're at it please do that the one thing I've got now you're exclaiming may have to burn that to the ground and get nothing for it let's just add to my debt <sighs> The more sensitive you are to mold, the more likely you may think you're up against a poltergeist. Uh, hauntings are very widely reported phenomena that aren't well-researched, says one of the ghost-busting uh, engineer professors. The ghost sightings are often reported in older-built structures that may also suffer. So not necessarily toxic mold. I'm saying like poor air quality, like poor ventilation. You are in an attic with no windows. There are windows. Greg is glaring at me like he wants there to are? murder me. Yeah. There's two. They're not yeah, open. Yeah, you were up there. I know I didn't see them. Yeah, you didn't see them because they're they're in back behind yeah, the one closet. Of them was cl- and one of yeah, you you wouldn't see them. Yeah. No. Uh, so yeah, so the indoor air quality might make you think that you have a haunting problem. Thanks, sweet. Well, this is really easy to figure out, Greg. Open those windows more often. Maybe put a little fan up there. Get some circulation going. And if you're still having weird shit, you can scratch air quality off the list. <laughs> there we go. Look at that. I'm always looking for the positive. <laughs> You're a silver lining, Aaron. I am. Man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a glass half full kind of guy. <laughs> you Sarah. sure are. You sure are. <laughs> yeah, my friends, there's your world of crazy. Great. I honestly thought that would make you feel better. That would be 100% wrong on that <laughs> assessment. You could not have been more you wrong. You know, your roommates also, they don't see as many ghosts, though, so it's not, you know, it's not in the entire house that has Greg, you do air. not have toxic mold in your house. Jesus Christ. Well... I've seen your basement. Let's not go that far. <laughs> in the dirt corner. <laughs> yeah. And no man's land. Oh, that's right. With the trench and the weird bridge and that goes to nowhere. Oh, yeah. Go to funemploymentradio.com slash store, buy something. <laughs> For the your, love of God, buy something. Your house really is a D&D adventure. I need to just map your whole house out and make a, like a one-shot. It one totally shot. is. Yeah. I'm going to create a one-shot adventure based on your house. You know, I'll let you sell it. Like 99 cents for a PDF download or something. We'll, we'll map it out. What, the map of my house? Yeah, the quest at Nibs. It's pretty you know, I'll create cool. encounters for every room and, you know, a reason for people to explore. It'd be like a D&D map? Yeah, why not? It totally is. You have, like, this dungeon in the basement. Yeah. You have, like, this creepy upstairs. haunted attic. Spider City. You have Spider, Spider City. City. You have a no fam- Man's Land. You have a family of orcs next door, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, your house is totally a D&D game. It totally is. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I feel good about this, but okay, yeah. No, correct. and you have, like, the, yeah. the cute little animals, like, milling about in the living room, watching over the house, the three-legged cat. Well, the living room <laughs> was like the tavern where the where the adventuring party meets before they go off into adventures. Mm-hmm. I love what you're saying, mm-hmm, as though you know how D&D works. Like, I do idea. know a little bit about D&D, and it does look like a magical D&D wonderland. Yeah. She's known me long enough. She's absorbed it through osmosis. <laughs> I've just oozed D&D onto Sarah. Ew, <laughs> don't ooze on me, Aaron. Gross. <laughs> it's still a little bit of ball talk. <laughs> I think Greg's spirit is broken. Yep. Well, it can join the others. <laughs> you're just more susceptible. My one thing out of my life of the financial one ruin. Fucking thing I have. <laughs> one job. Go to funemploymentradio.com slash store. <laughs> Correct. Put yourself up a nice new hat. Mold free. Mold free. 
Oh, and there's the gimp room, too. The hat is stored in the haunted house, so there you go. Yeah. See, we still need to go with that haunted dolls thing. Yep. Did you hear about my idea? I want to buy a shit ton of like dolls at Goodwill and shove them all in the murder hole. That's kind of awesome. Yeah, and then get like the spirits to attach themselves to them and then sell like haunted dolls on eBay for a few hundred dollars. I bet you'd get in trouble for that. No. That could be a cool idea, though. Let's figure out a way to work around it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Greg Nibbler. Let's talk balls. Balls. It's going to be a brief ball talk, a little potpourri of ball talk, smattering of this and that. Might as well go to this story here. Uh, the Chicago Cubs opened their Major League Baseball season in at Wrigley Field there in Chicago. Of course, Major League Baseball, which has opened up. By the way, Mariners, one of the favored teams to win the World Series this year. Uh, Chicago Cubs huh. are doing a renovation of their stadium. And one thing they forgot to have fixed before they started their season, in which thousands upon thousands of fans would show up, is their bathrooms. They had two bathrooms. Two bathrooms for thousands of fans in Whoa. a giant stadium. Really? They only had two bathrooms? Two working bathrooms. Like forever? Or like Before they they didn't fit, so they're doing this renovation, it's like a 3-year renovation, but they forgot they forgot or whatever, poor planning. <laughs> didn't fix all the bathrooms, most of them were shut down. So you could only go to one place or these two places, uh, I guess. And from from reports of fans, there's a bunch of stuff that happened with this. One, I guess the the line was 30 minutes to an hour to go to the bathroom. Oh my god! It stretched wow. from the concourse all the way back into the stadium and down an entire line the the entire third baseline. So you had to walk through walk down the the equivalent of the third baseline, back up into the concourse, back around to get to the bathroom, and it took oh my god 30 minutes to an hour to do it. So long. That a large number of fans decided they didn't want to wait in that bathroom line or couldn't physically wait in that bathroom line. And what happened was you ended up getting this, which is a whole bunch of corners full of pee. Oh. So fans were, were reportedly either yeah. I mean, if you're drinking all that, just yes. walking over yeah. and straight up peeing on the wall. I would rather pee on a wall than in my pants. Or peeing in cups. And there's there's different fans have posted pictures of all of these like That's empty the beer cups. That's the thing I've ever said. Lined up. Lined up against the wall, all clearly full of not not beer, where people were just peeing in them because they had no choice in the matter. So there's no word yet from the Chicago Cubs as far as how they're going to handle this going forward. But I would suggest if you're going to a Cubs game, consume no liquids for right? at least 24 hours. We used to have, and it's the Cubs. It's not like they're going to win. <laughs> like, where are you going? Yeah, I don't even know if they won the game or not. But that's no. uh, when I was in college at the Coug. Uh, which was the bar there on campus? They had this thing called Bladder Busters, where uh, pitchers were all like fifty cents or a dollar yeah. until someone went to the bathroom, and so people would have like the pitchers underneath the table and would like pee in the pitchers because every time someone went to the bathroom, the price went up a dollar. That's just fucked up. It was That's so horrible. fucked up. What kind of school did you go to? <laughs> How would you ever be able to get away with that now? Did that oh, bar you just reek of urine? Um. No, well, probably. Yeah, I don't know. It's a it bar. Did, everyone... It's a college bar. It smelled. Oh but yeah, it was God. bladder busters. And people will get so I mean, pissed. you could get sued for something like that oh, yeah. now. That people would, will get that's... pissed if someone got up to go to the bathroom. Like, they'd throw shit at them. Because, you know, if someone peed, then everybody's beer price like goes up. the worst bar to ever go to. <laughs> it was <Yeah>. so fun. <laughs> bladder busters. All right. All right. Thank you, Sarah. Is that anecdote. why you end up holding it so long at bars just instinctively? Because I've noticed that about you. <laughs> I just don't like waiting in lines. 
Well, we clearly know that you'll just pee on a wall if it comes to it. <laughs> Between that and my pants, yes. That's right. I'll pee on your a mom, wall. <laughs> your mom is so proud. <laughs> <laughs> she... Hey, Moving on to ball talk. We took lots of road trips. My parents did teach me how to, if you, you know, Greg's need to murder. stop. Greg's going to murder us. Of course, we'll just haunt him. Just join the gang. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to ball talk. We'll go to this story. This is uh, something having, having to do with the Portland Timbers. That made the some Portland news. Timbers. And that is head coach Caleb Porter. Caleb Porter is in the news because uh, the Timbers beat Dallas 3-1 to on Saturday night. And after the match, Dallas coach Oscar Perea was standing there waiting to talk to Caleb Porter after the game. Because usually, you know, coaches walk over and they shake hands. It's typical about any sport. Mm -hmm. Whatever it is, win or lose, they do a quick handshake, you know, good luck, blah, 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 and they walk off. Well, when Caleb Porter from the Timbers is walking over to the Dallas coach, the Dallas coach took a Kleenex, wiped his nose with it, and then held it out with his shaking hand and tried tried to make Caleb Porter grab it. What? And Porter saw it. Started laughing and just said, "Look at the look at the scoreboard," and then grabbed the Kleenex and threw it on the ground. Which actually was it was pretty funny. There's mm. a video of it. There's a video of him saying it. Just look at the scoreboard and and walking off. And then the Dallas coach getting pissed off and having his assistants hold him back from uh, going after. Why would he do that Kevin in the first place? The Dallas coach. I don't, I don't know. understand. I don't know. He was just an idiot. Yeah. I don't know who the guy is. His name's um yeah Oscar Perea. I don't know whether he's like a hothead or this is like his whole deal. But yeah, he tried to hold out a used Kleenex to Caleb Porter. Wow. Yeah. So there was that. I I kind of like Caleb Porter, though, after Mm. that. So good job. Scoreboard call out was was totally appropriate. (laughs) All right, moving on to ball talk. There was some upset people. There were were some upset people last night in the state of Kentucky because the University of Kentucky. At 38-0, looking to end up going 40-0 and win the entire NCAA men's division tournament, lost. They lost to Wisconsin. Kentucky this entire season have been kind of touted as one of the greatest college basketball teams of all time, not just this year, like ever. If they had gone 40-0 and and won the championship, they would be the greatest team ever assembled. (laughs) Only they didn't count on Wisconsin. So Wisconsin beat Kentucky over this weekend. Wisconsin now going to the championship, which is tonight against Duke. Let me just say, I watched that game, and I swear the refs could not have been rooting for, um, is it Kentucky? Kentucky. Yeah, Kentucky, Kentucky Wildcats. My God, one of the Kentucky players like literally punched one of the Wisconsin players in the face, and nothing happened. Damn. The refs he were like, did. they it's went over true. and supervised it, and then and then because they were like, oh, is he going to get flagrant one or flagrant two? Nothing. They just continued the game. Punched him in the face. Yeah. It was insane. He, he did, and he got away with it. Yeah, they didn't like Wisconsin call it. earned that win. Um, yeah, they did. And also, just a quick note, if you did listen to Fun Employment Radio on Friday, you may have already known that this was going to happen because I did predict Wisconsin was going to upset Kentucky. <gasps> I forgot yeah, it did. Yeah. Bam! I wish I'd have laid money on it. Did you just arm punch and say bam? Bam! He just like air punched for himself. Uh-huh. To the solar plexus. I don't know what that Oh, my God. Kentucky losing to Wisconsin. And, of course, when uh, it's a team of 20-year-old, 19, 20-year-old guys who are told you're one of the greatest teams ever assembled, you're going to go 40-0, and you're going to win the championship, and you lose before you even get to the championship game, they handled it with the utmost respect <laughs> and, grace. <laughs> and grace that a true champion can show. No, they threw, threw a tantrum for the most part. So one of the things was, a bunch of the players walked off the court and didn't shake hands with the Wisconsin players. And that 
That I can kind of forgive because Wisconsin was jumping up and down and celebrating because they just knocked off the biggest team in the land. It's not a good look, but what I can kind of get it. What were they rated at? Well, they were a number one team as well, like because because there's the four number ones. Yeah, so, so Wisconsin they were number one also. Yeah, I mean they're a good team, but, but they're, Kentucky's a beast. Kentucky is supposed to be up and above, far and away better than everyone else. They're they're touted as basically an NBA team. Mm-hmm. I think they've got like seven or eight players that they think yeah. will play in the NBA, which is unheard of on one college team. So they, the, a bunch of the players walked off, but then one of them got in trouble for something else. So a star player on Wisconsin, who was also the National Player of the Year, is named Frank the Tank Kaminsky. <laughs> His nickname is Frank, Frank the, the Tank. Tank. He's a big guy, uh, big big white guy, Frank Kaminsky. Good player. And when Kentucky was doing their post-game interviews, one of their players, Andrew Harrison, who was a very competitive guy, was asked uh, something along the lines of, what did he think about Frank the Tank? And Andrew Harrison, who happens to be African-American's reply was, fuck that N-word. Whoa! Referring to Frank Kaminsky, who again, Frank Kaminsky is also white, just for context of this. Fuck that N-word. That's what Andrew Harrison replied when asked about Frank the Tank. Now, naturally, the University of Kentucky's PR department got right on him and he quickly issued an apology. Mm-hmm. He actually called Frank Kaminsky and apologized to him, saying, I'm sorry, uh, I want to apologize for my poor choice of words used in jest towards a player I respect and know. When I realized how this could be perceived, I immediately called Big Frank to apologize and let him know I didn't mean any disrespect. Like, he was, somebody was all over him after that happened. So it, it's... Uh, Frank Kaminsky did say he reached out to me. We talked about it. It's over. Nothing needs to be made of it. He's a nice kid. He said he really respects me and he really apologized for, for what he said. I could tell he was sincere about it. Yeah, because he was probably threatened with all kinds of stuff after that. Like, we'll pull your scholarship. Oh, wow. Unless you apologize right now. So that's one thing that happened. There's a very big deal being made about it. And uh, they're, they're trying to do a whole lot of, like, there's a whole lot of race stuff that's being thrown into this. Um. I think honestly, the bottom line is it's it's just a kid who's was really fucking dumb. Yeah, it just like I like don't an think it's kid. like a racial thing or anything like that. It's the kid. The kid was just the kid was just an idiot. Mm. You know. Yeah. I mean, I I think he should certainly <clears throat> reap the consequences about it. Uh, it's not. Yeah. It, even the chat people saying yeah, it's, it's not a racial thing. Although he shouldn't have he shouldn't have said it and he shouldn't have used that word in this context. And it was just dumb. It's just a dumb thing. Mm. It was a dumb kid who was a sore loser. Yeah. You know. But he's also a kid. So and he did apologize. And bottom line is he lost. The other guy won. So yeah. he's a sore loser. Is what it comes down to. He, this could be a good learning opportunity. Mm-hmm. I think so too. I think period. he's a twenty year old kid. I think you give him kind of a pass on that. He apologized. Let it let it sit there. If he does it again, sure. But I'm sure he's learned quite a valuable lesson on this, on what not to do, on how to handle that. However, him, he at least apologized for it. Kentucky fans decided to uh, riot in Kentucky. Oh, boy. And burn stuff in the streets because Ooh. their team lost. That's what they did. It, in the long run, it probably improves Kentucky. I'll leave that for Kentucky fans. <laughs> Digest. <laughs> All right, so there we go. I was going to play something for it. You know what? We're going to let this go tomorrow. Whoever's team wins is going to get a fan song played for them. So, you have a prediction, though? All right. Oh, yeah. I think I need to. to. Well, we do have, of course, our Fun Employment Radio Tournament of Champions, which is still going on. I don't seem to be near the top of it right now. 
I'm sure after this I'll be somewhere near. Who did the, you? You had Kentucky winning the whole thing, didn't you? I, me, and about everybody else in America. <laughs> uh, not me. I had Virginia. <laughs> I was knocked okay, out. Okay, yeah, that's pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people did have Duke, though. That was probably the second favorite one. Uh, right now in the in the Fun Employment Radio Tournament of Champions, ranked at tied at number one, is Chris's Tip Top Bracket, which I believe Chris sent us a comment on Facebook the other day. Awesome. Which uh, thank you, Chris and Clueless J. Clueless J and Chris's Tip Top Bracket. They are tied for number one. Um, one of them has Wisconsin as the national champion. Good. Wow. Good job, Clueless J. You picked Wisconsin. And the other one has University of Kentucky. So I, But he had Duke in the final. So that's going to be a tough one. I don't know how the numbers work out on that. We'll see what happens. But there we go. Chris's Tip Top Bracket versus Clueless J are at the top in the Fun Employment Radio Tournament of Champions. So not Greg Number. Mm, Wait, so who's your... Did I miss your prediction? Who's your prediction? My prediction for tonight. University of Wisconsin Badgers, kind of the upstarts, even though they're a really good team, taking on the Duke Blue Devils. Duke back there for the second time in five years or something like that. I don't know. Unfortunately, tonight, the bad guys are going to win. Duke University will be the national champions, taking down Frank the Tank Kaminsky. And the Wisconsin Badgers. Duke will be your champion. Not who I'm rooting for. They're going to be your champion. That concludes this edition of Ball Talk. Has anyone ever coined the phrase, like, Duke bags or anything? Uh, The thing is, so I was looking for (laughs) fan songs to play here on uh, on the show at the end. And uh, there are, one, there's no Wisconsin songs, no Wisconsin basketball songs to be found. And two... (laughs) Songs are just like, holy shit, we made it this far. Oh, my God. (laughs) I couldn't find any new Duke songs that were pro-Duke. They're almost all songs about how I hate Duke. There's something really unlikable about Duke. People don't like Duke. People don't like Duke at all. They're just pretentious and smug. That's what it is. Yeah. That's the bottom line. Mark has an entire headline to ripping on Duke. Yeah. Yeah. So Duke is Duke is not. Uh, That's is, awesome. Duke's one of those places where if you're a Duke fan, you're a Duke fan, and everybody else, it's usually not like an ambiguous. Ah, it's Duke. It's you either like them, love them, or you hate them because they are they win all the time. They're really fucking good, and they are not afraid to tell you how good they are. They're like the mm-hmm. Yankees of college football. Yeah, college oh, football. okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, they're just they're they're really really good always. Well, I hope they get their asses kicked tonight. Yep. Uh, well, we'll By see the what Badgers. happens. Just I because like the, the team is named the Badgers. I like the Badgers just because, uh, because you know, they're the, I guess, the underdogs. Yeah. Yeah, because they, they haven't been in a national championship or something in, I heard it on the radio today, it was like 60-some years or oh, for any well, sport, I think. Oh, well, then I super-duper hope they win. For, I believe, any you sport. You do it, Badger. You can do it, Badgers. Yeah. Go. So, there we go. That's the game tonight. All right. Well, we do also yes. have a birthday before we go. And yes, we want to wish you a very happy birthday. Now, Greg, I think there might be, there might be a little love in the air. What do you mean? I don't know. What I are you no doing? Idea. I'm doing something horrible. Uh, no, so we got an email from a listener named Mark. Thank you so much for the nice email, Mark. And Mark wanted us to wish a very happy birthday to his ex-coworker, Jody. Why are you saying there's love in the air? I, wanted, I don't know. I wanted to do like a... Is there anything about that in the email? Like a dedication. <laughs> You're just like making this Was poor there any guy... Like like maybe like... Hey, no, you know, well, I don't know. I, mean, I used to work remember- with Jody, you know, and I, I'd look at her from across the cubicle, but, you know, in her you office. You have just made this to do so- anything, but, <gasps> Are- but she hasn't worked anymore, so maybe Well, Sarah- what I'm saying is, like, if, if he remembers his former co-worker's birthday. That fondly. That fondly. <laughs> All right, so here. So here's the email from Mark. Yeah, yeah, because I, I don't think I have it. I'm sorry, Mark, if I'm fucking something up for you. If, if I am, I'm, <laughs> just get it out there and just say, like, oh, that's Sarah. Wait, you know crazy. Mark's single, right? 
I don't know. I don't know if Mark's single. Well, you know. It's Portland. You never know. <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing. Oh, my God. Sarah and Greg, I just wanted to say thanks for all you guys have done to make my day at work more enjoyable. I would also like to request some Now that Elvis. Jody's gone. <laughs> <laughs> this is so... No one's ever going to send in a birthday Nobody. request again. Where is this email? Because I don't, I don't have it. Oh, okay. Is it well, just to you? It says to Sarah and Greg, but it, I guess... It, yeah, he just sent it to me. Okay. Uh, I would also like to request some drunk Elvis to, for a former former coworker of mine, Jody, for her birthday on April 6th. She is the one that got me listening to your podcast. I want to wish her a very happy birthday. I was reading... Oh, well, maybe it's an appreciative. She got him hooked. Oh. So now it's, you know... Uh. Now that she's no longer there, he thought it'd be a good kind of, you know, the circle is now complete kind of thing. Okay, well, maybe, then in a non-sexual way, Jody. The student is Mark, the master. always copy me on these emails because this is what happens when, it, when you don't. We'd like to wish you a very, very happy birthday, Jody. Thanks for listening. Happy birthday, Jody. Don't blame Mark. He did not insinuate in any way, shape, or form that he wants to have sexual relations with you. Unless you do, oh in my which God. case, make him call you Greg the first time just to give him a shout out. I'm not involved in this. Again, Mark, always happy copy me on these things. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Hot damn right. I, I mean, but seriously. Maybe that's their code they have. Like, maybe she's like, well, if you can get me a drunk Elvis, you'll get the... Oh. And he, and he's I'll like, let you give me the drunk Elvis. Yeah, he's like, you just got the drunk Elvis, Jody. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> this she's poor guy. Like, this she's poor like, guy. I need to be the king of your rock and roll. <laughs> Mark, I'm with you, buddy. I'm sorry about this. I, I don't know. Jody, happy what birthday. he's been waiting for like this opportunity and we just presented it for yeah. him? He yeah, like, listen if... to those, that, silly, that silly podcast. Yeah, Greg, what if you're an inadvertent cock blocker right now? You're getting in the way of love. What if they're in true love? I don't know anything about Mark. I can't say, or Jody, so I can't just, say something like this. Why don't you just go home to your hallucinatory mold, Greg, and let other people enjoy their love lives? <laughs> let them fall madly and passionately in love. Yeah, and Greg's like, no. I can't have it. No one can. Deepest and darkest desires. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (sighs) Wow. Um. So bike gallery is sponsoring (laughs) us. They're amazing. (laughs) Bike gallery is absolutely incredible. Oh. So that that would be a good birthday present. Take somebody to bike gallery. Oh my gosh! Especially since you can get. You know what? You'll look even better than you are because you can get ten percent off with the code. It's true that you can find on our website. Yep. Go to funemploymentradio.com. Click on the bike gallery link right there on the right hand side. Bike gallery is awesome, and this weekend they're having their warehouse sale, which we went to it last year. Seriously, the deals are freaking incredible. Dude, I bought like it's it's really good. I'm still using all my stuff. Yeah, I was gonna say I wear a jacket that I bought there last year. At that sale. Yep. Like every day. It's my running jacket now. Yep. Up to 80% off original retail price. So they've got six different locations here in the Portland area, but the warehouse sale is at the Hollywood store. So it's on uh, Hollywood, Oregon. Uh, Hollywood, Portland. So Hollywood, it's on 40. It's on 53rd. 53rd. Mm-hmm. 53rd and Sandy. You can't miss it. You can see the huge bike gallery logo on it. It's an amazing space. It's you right don't next feel... to a cool food pod, too. <gasps> yeah, that food yeah. pod's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, make a day of it. And it's great. It's a, They're not smothery. There's a whole bunch of cool stuff. They always have things on super-duper sale. Yeah, and they're celebrating 40 years in Portland. Hot damn. So that's, that's, that's pretty awesome. So, bike gallery... Actually, this is our 41st year, excuse me, the 40, 41 years of servicing the Portland area. Oh, my gosh, That's pretty Greg. badass. So, yeah, bikegallery.com, but go to funemploymentradio.com and click on the Bike Gallery link first, and that's where you can get your Even coupon. Even if you're not doing the... anything right now, maybe you can just like head there and yeah. click on that link. Yeah, funemploymentradio.com, click on the Bike Gallery link. It's right on the right-hand side. That really helps us out. It does indeed, mm-hmm. and it shows them that you're paying attention. Mm-hmm. So, uh, go to funemploymentradio.com, click on the Bike Gallery link, stop what you're doing right now, go do that, and then pick up something awesome for yourself. And come to the warehouse sale this weekend, mm-hmm. which is really, really cool. Uh, you'll 
probably see me down there actually at some point because I make a point to go to this thing. Greg needs to load up on his new spandex. Mm-hmm. Not spandex, but they have a lot of amazing things down there. So bike gallery. Shiny, They're awesome. shiny spandex. Yes. Not spandex. I'll try on spandex for you. All right. Send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Like we made a love connection today. We tried. What I feel like you just tanked push? something. I feel like I, I don't know what to say about this. You know, when the time comes, <clears throat> you know, he should just invite Sarah and I to the wedding. Greg, you can stay home. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. I'm, I'm not saying I'm not anti-love. I'm saying <gasps> you're forcing this before. on him. You're forcing this together, though, and you know nothing of the context. Well, I mean, I don't, but I mean... I, I wasn't what if given Jody's married? What if Mark's married? What if they're together with someone else? What if else? they're meant to what be if, together? Doesn't matter if some of their married. What if they're people. gay? Like what? I don't know. Like there's all you kinds can't of be different gay things. And fall in love? No, Greg. you can. But I'm saying. Oh, Greg. Do so we need permission before they go out? Before no. So next time I go on a date, <laughs> should I call Gre- Greg? Can I do this? <laughs> we don't know anything about the situation. All right. Anyway. I do know but I'm Jody's just saying, it could either be something that they can laugh at, or maybe some of the sexual tension will be eased, and they'll finally be able to talk <laughs> to each other. Stop using sexual tension in birthday requests <laughs> when it's not implied or said in any way. No one eases it better than Sarah. I'm Let sorry, her do it. I don't remember any former co-workers' birthdays, unless like you're notified. That's not something that you keep in your mind. No, not unless I was friends with them before we exactly. became co-workers. Yeah. yeah. I'm just, that's, that was the giveaway. Go to FunEmploymentRadio.com. Click on the Bike Gallery link on the right-hand side. Sarah will not be here tomorrow. I'm going to the coast. Bye, y'all. Yep. I'll be here doing something. I'm going to be at Coasty. Tune in. You'll be doing something. Wow. That ringing endorsement. Listen to Greg do something tomorrow. You don't want to miss it. He'll be not letting people get together all day tomorrow. (laughs) What do you think it'll be? I don't know. Because I don't know. All right. Uh, send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. As I said, give us a call, 503-575-9120. Drive time at the drive-in coming up on the Fun Employment Radio Network at about 5.30 yes! p.m. Yes. with a perfect tie into Greg's craziness because at 5.30 <laughs> today, I will be playing the complete score to Event Horizon. Awesome. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Do you see? Do you see? I just watched that not very long ago. It's Again. back on Netflix, yeah. Yeah, yeah I think terrifying. that's what it was. Also, I have a Kickstarter... I'm horrible. Oh, yeah, you're doing pretty good at that, too, aren't you? Yeah, I'm at 91% right now. Dude, well, awesome. damn. But yeah. tell everybody about your Kickstarter. So it's the Kickstarter for the uh, the release of Dark Anna and the Pirates of Kadath. Awesome. It's a Lovecraftian pirate book that Ethan and I are doing based on a real female pirate captain. Oh. Uh, yeah, she was a real captain that she sailed the Baltic Sea and then vanished from history for years. Yar. Before she returned and was given a full pardon. So this story is about her missing years. Oh, fights, interesting. Like, yeah, Cthulhu monsters and learns magic and just... Cthulhu. Yeah, it's it's been a lot of fun. So I've been pretty pretty humbled at how well the Kickstarter is going. Cool. So if you go to uh, if you go to Kickstarter.com and just type in Dark Anna, it comes out. You can also just go to geekinthecity.com and I've got a shameless post there with links that goes to it also. So. Nice. Sweet. All right, cool. So back that. Hell yeah. Yes, please. Yes. Be awesome. And as well as, yeah, and Keelan has his Kickstarter, too. Everybody does right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Keelan's, uh, Keelan just made a big announcement if you are a backer. Oh, I'm not going to say what it is because if there's people listening that aren't backers, you you don't get to know until you become one. Oh, yep. back Mainly because I think he sent it as a backer only. Oh, oh well, then you need to become a backer. Back his. Yep. yep. So Keelan King, search that, too. Yep. Awesome. Congrats. All right. Thanks so much, everyone. We'll be back tomorrow. I'll be Thanks, back tomorrow Jody. with more Fun Radio. Bye, Jody. Bye, Jody. We hope you find love. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mark. <laughs> You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. <laughs>